Former CIA Director General Michael Hayden suggests President Trump should be executed for sharing nuclear secrets with our enemies, something he, of course, never did. Well, what kind of person does one have to be to say something like that? What kind of person does one have to be to lead the CIA, for that matter? For the first time ever, I do a deep dive into the dark world of the CIA and the torture and murder of undercover DEA agent Kiki Camarena on this edition of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 219 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Thursday, August 18th, 2022. Now, just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines also. I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman And I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refused to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that will live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. On our next episode, I'm scheduled to interview former Assistant U.S. Attorney General Jeffrey Clark, who was one of the valiant few in President Trump's inner circle who tried to help him stop the election from being stolen in late 2020. That interview is scheduled to be live-streamed at 11 a.m. Central, Thursday, August 18th, and will be available in podcast form shortly thereafter. All right, now. Recently, the Biden regime's secret police, the FBI, performed an unprecedented, illegal, unconstitutional raid of the home of former President Donald Trump, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Millions of Americans were outraged at this unheard-of violation of the constitutional rights of the former president, a man who remains the top rival against the current occupant of the Oval Office, Dementia Joe Biden. We demanded answers. Three days later, a clearly nervous, unsteady, and defensive Attorney General Merrick Garland spoke to the press for three minutes, took no questions, and so left many questions unanswered. But he swore up one side and down the other, they will only speak about this ongoing investigation through their work and through their court filings. Almost immediately after he left the podium, though, they began to leak outrageous allegations about the raid to the Washington Post and the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, claims that Donald J. Trump had squirreled away nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago. Almost immediately, presidential historian Michael Beschloss tweeted out a picture of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, who were executed by our government in 1953 for selling nuclear secrets to the old Soviet Union. Now, Beschloss' tweets that day implied he thought it was reasonable to assume that it was possible that Donald Trump was guilty of the same kind of treason, selling our nuclear secrets to our enemies. 
Former CIA Director General Michael Hayden responded to Michael Benchloss, reminding one and all that the Rosenbergs were executed, implying Trump might be in line for the same punishment. Hayden responded with the alarming words, Sounds about right. Now, both Michael Beschloss and General Hayden know that Donald Trump never sold any nuclear secrets to our adversaries, never sold out our country. They're both aware that Bill Clinton allowed Loral to sell sensitive missile technology to the Chinese and work to deal with North Korea so they could become a nuclear power. That doesn't bother them. It also doesn't bother them that the Obama administration gave billions of dollars to the religious fanatics who run the Iranian regime and that Obama's lackeys admitted they knew some of that money would be used for terrorist attacks against Americans. It doesn't bother them that Obama and now the Biden regime are doing their dead-level best to try to help the mullahs in Tehran become a nuclear power. But for some reason, Donald Trump bothers them. And as Trump has made it clear, he bothers them because you and I bother them. They don't like us. They don't like our kind. Now, General Hayden was one of five former CIA CIA directors and over 50 former intelligence officials who knowingly lied about Hunter Biden's laptop being Russian disinformation in the lead-up to the November 2020 presidential election. And now, General Hayden, again, one of those CIA directors who lied about Hunter Biden's laptop, General Hayden, CIA director who served under George W. Bush and Barack Obama, and director of the National Security Agency, for that matter, who served under Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, this Michael Hayden guy indicates his desire to see the greatest president of our lifetime executed for a crime he knows he did not commit. Now forget for a moment that not one former living president of either party, Barack Hussein Obama, George W. Bush, William Jefferson Clinton, or James Earl Carter, has publicly condemned the raid of a fellow former president's home. But this Cretan, this uh, General Michael Hayden, is behaving in a malevolent, malicious manner. He's coming off as a real reprobate. A villain with no redeeming qualities. This brings us to the question, what kind of operation is a CIA anyway. For the first time ever, I'm going to do a deep dive into one of the darker adventures of the Central Intelligence Agency. But first, let me share with you a message from President Trump himself that you may not have heard. This is over on his Truth Social platform. He said, The FBI has a long and unrelenting history of being corrupt. Just look back to the days of J. Edgar Hoover. In the modern era, nothing has changed except that it has gotten far worse. Look at Comey, McCabe, Strzok, and lover Lisa Page. Check out the brilliantly written but damning Inspector General reports. See what they were willing to do in order to get crooked Hillary Clinton elected. They failed and got caught. They spied on my campaign, they pushed the fake dossier, and illegally used the FISA court. The inspector general said the FBI acted with gross incompetence and negligence. I was fully vindicated in the Russia, Russia, Russia scam, the no collusion Mueller investigation, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and all else. Now they raid my home? Ban my lawyers? And without any witnesses allowed? Break the lock that they asked us to install on the storage area that we showed them early on, which held papers that they could have had months ago for the asking, and without the ridiculous political grandstanding of a break-in 
to a very storied, important, and highly visible place just before the midterm elections. The whole world was watching as the FBI rummaged through the house, including the former First Lady's closets and clothing, alone and unchecked. They even demanded that the security cameras be turned off. We refused. But there was no way of knowing if what they took was legitimate or was there a plant. This was, after all, the FBI. Now, i got to tell you, this is very concerning. Very concerning. And I don't know if you had heard that message from Donald Trump, but in case you hadn't, I needed to share it with you. Okay, so now, the deep dive into the CIA and the man, Michael Hayden. First of all, just to make the case that Hayden comparing President Trump to Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, who we executed for treason in 1953, just to make the case, him comparing them is not a one-off. A reporter with the UK Financial Times said recently, quote, I've covered extremism and violent ideologies around the world over my career have never come across a political force more nihilistic, dangerous, and and contemptible than today's Republicans. Nothing close, unquote. Now, in case you might be unfamiliar with the term nihilistic, it's, uh, it's one of those words where you got to look it up because you know what it means, but you don't know how to explain it. Nihilistic is an adjective that means rejecting all religious and moral principles in the belief that life is meaningless. Okay, now, here's the thing. Millions of people who voted for Donald Trump are Christians. They're not nihilists. They don't reject religious and moral principles. I dare say that this former CIA director, this Michael Vincent Hayden, may be actually projecting his worldview onto others. Because it certainly seems that he and his ilk are people who reject all religious and moral principles. It certainly seems that he and his ilk are those who believe that Mike makes right. And that the ends justify the means. So he says, I agree, and I was the CIA director. Now, the great Joel Pollack over at Breitbart.com responded, this says more about the CIA than it does about Republicans, and indeed it does. So let's take a look at Michael Hayden, and let's take a look at the CIA. First of all, what is Hayden doing these days? Well, he is principal of strategic advisory services to the Chertoff Group. And by the way, you know, he's a retired four-star general. The Chertoff Group. The Chertoff Group, of course, is a group started by Michael Chertoff. Michael Chertoff, former U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security, for almost four years under George W. Bush, And he was a U.S. Assistant Attorney General earlier under George W. Bush. He was U.S. Attorney for the District of New Jersey under George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton. So what do we know about Michael Chertoff, this guy that Michael Hayden is working for? Well, we know that when he uh, was serving under George W. Bush, he said we can't really enforce laws on illegal aliens. 
We know that. We know that he downplayed Mexican military incursions over our border. He said, he said it wasn't practical to deport the illegals. Uh, we also know that folks, whistleblowers, and the Department of Homeland Security were complaining that their boss, Michael Chertoff, was hamstringing counter-terror operations with pro-Islamic political correctness. So, so this is the guy that Michael Hayden works for. Okay? Now, let's talk about the CIA. Let's talk about some of the senior, seedier parts of their history. Some horrifying parts of their history. First of all, first of all, let me share with you an Amazon original documentary called The Last Narc. The Last Narc, subtitled You Can't Kill the Truth. Former cartel insiders divulge the bone-chilling details behind the notorious murder and kidnapping of DEA agent Enrique Kiki Camarena. Do you remember that? Are you old enough? He was murdered February 9th, 1985. And um, this documentary that Amazon did, it's an original. They, uh, They interviewed a number of people. And so I want you to hear the trailer. And I, uh, I chopped it up so I could play you the whole thing. First, we have uh, Hector Berayes, a guy who worked with uh, Kiki and the Drug Enforcement Agency. Kiki worked south of the border at a DEA agency office south of the border. I remember being at a gym when all of a sudden news comes on the screen and I stopped. I said, oh my God, they've got Kiki. Then we hear from Kiki's widow, Geneva Mika Camarino. Kiki always wanted to do the right thing. At 18, he wanted to be an FBI agent. His widow, Mika. Horrifying. More voices from the trailer for the documentary, The Last Narc, about the torture and murder of DEA agent Kiki Camarena. Kiki was one of the guys that you would want on your team. He was good at what he did, and he inflicted tremendous pain on the cartel, and they were not going to take that sitting down, and they did. Next, I will uh, give you the translation of Espanol after we play this uh, 11-second soundbite. He said, I have the story from the very beginning to Kiki's death. Again, from the last NARC, original Amazon documentary. And, and I'm so thankful they're doing this. And this is seven seconds long, and then I will give you 
the English translation from Espanol. This is the man who witnessed the torture and murder of Enrique Kiki Camarena. He said in Espanol, if I had protested, I would have died with him. Again, again, we hear from Kiki's widow, Geneva Mika Camarena. I remember the children coming home. I had to tell them that he had been tortured. I, uh, I don't know how you deal with that. I, uh, I, uh, I, I don't know what to say. A few more voices from the last narc on uh, Amazon. My mission was to find out everything that happened to Kiki from the time he got picked up to the time he died. Kiki Camarena was picked up because he was about to uncover that U.S. intelligence officials were protecting the drug lords. There's layers and layers of this case. There's never been a war on drugs. Kiki was uncovering stuff that was unbelievable. The DEA headquarters told Hector, stop investigating the murder of Wait. Wait. Let's play that again because it unfortunately got cut off. My fault. Operator error. This is less than a minute long. You need to hear the whole thing. Because I think you just heard some shocking allegations. You need to hear them again. Plus the end of it that somehow got cut off. My mission was to find out everything that happened to Kiki from the time he got picked up to the time he died. Kiki Camarena was picked up because he was about to uncover that U.S. intelligence officials were protecting the drug lords. There's layers and layers of this case. There's never been a war on drugs. Kiki was uncovering stuff that was unbelievable. Headquarters told Hector, stop investigating the murder of Kiki Camarena. The Camarena case is being covered up to this day. I'm fearful that my own government is going to kill me. I want the world to know the truth. Wow. Now, I... I need to share with you what this is all about. It's part of the uh, the deep dive. And Michael Hayden has brought this all on himself. Brought this all on himself for having the unmitigated gall to imply that the best president in our lifetime is some kind of traitor to his country. Unbelievable to me. How deep is the evil of a man who can say that? How deep is the evil of a man who can say that millions of Christians, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, are nihilists who don't believe in anything? Our Lord said the eye is the lamp of the body, but if the eye is dark, how great is the darkness therein. I, you know, I, I, I tell you all the time, we're, we're a different kind of talk show. I don't, um, I don't soft pedal anything. We don't play patty cake here. And we are so thankful that we have advertisers who believe in us and what we do. They are our friends, and we appreciate them. So the deep dive into the CIA and the murder of Kiki Camarena coming up next. If you tried to buy a car recently... 
You realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401K or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there. And there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 503-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. And thank you so much again to our advertisers, our friends, Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones Financial Advisors and Mitch Ward at Red River Your Way. We appreciate you guys. You make it possible for us to do what we do here five times a week, and we can't thank you enough. All right. Deep dive into the CIA, which was precipitated by former CIA director throwing his weight around, Michael Hayden implying that uh, President Trump might have sold nuclear secrets to our enemies and deserves to be executed, implying that millions of Christians who support this president are actually nihilists. Yeah, nihilists. People who reject all religious and moral principles and the belief that life is meaningless. This guy's messed up. I know, I know, I'm going for a Nobel Prize for understatement there, but this guy's messed up. So, I came across a thread on Twitter responding to General Michael Hayden from a guy named Pedro L. Gonzalez. And Mr. Gonzalez, he's with an organization called Chronicles Magazine a magazine of American culture, 
political and literary journal providing independent voice on the right, published by the Charlemagne Institute. So what does Senor Pedro Gonzalez have to say about the CIA? Well, first of all, he says, the CIA has backed the most bloodthirsty terrorists and militants in the world. There's even evidence the agency helped Mexican narcos torture and murder an American DEA agent. But to former director Michael Hayden, there's nothing worse than regular middle Americans like you and me who won't go along quietly. And he says, once again, if you're an American, your worst enemy is not China or Russia, but the United States regime. And he links to an article. That shocked the living daylights out of me. It's an article in the main newspaper in Madrid, Spain. It's called El Pais. P-A-I-S with a little line over the I. El Pais. And fortunately, they translated the article into English. It's entitled, Witnesses Say the CIA Helped Kill DEA Agent Enrique Kiki Camarena. Subtitle. Former U.S. law enforcement officials admit that the drug agent's 1985 murder was not just the work of Rafael Caro Quintero. And... It's October 15, 2013, written by Juan Diego Quesada, pardon me, Quesada, in Mexico City and Madrid. Here's what he says. Surprising allegations concerning the enigmatic murder. It's a puzzle. It's a mystery. The enigmatic murder of a U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA agent in Mexico, three decades ago may have turned the tide against Washington. Now, remember, the murder is 1983. The article's in 2013. That's 30 years later. He says, two former U.S. law enforcement agents and an ex-CIA contractor have told an American television network that Enrique Kiki Camarena, 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 the undercover DEA agent whose 1985 torture and murder, oh, I misspoke, not 1983, 1985, torture and murder in Mexico, rocked Washington, and opened the largest federal homicide inquiries ever, was actually murdered by CIA operatives. Wait, so two former U.S. law enforcement agents and a former CIA contractor, three witnesses, said this. Kiki Camarena's murder... Is considered the most heinous crime ever committed against the DEA in Latin America, and it took place at the height of the U.S. drug war of the 1980s. For years, there had been rumors that the CIA was involved in his murder. The popular Mexican Norteño folk music band Los Broncos de Reynosa had alluded to this allegation 25 years ago, and one of their well-known Norteños no corridos, which are folk music ballads about drugs that are played in local night spots in Mexico. But many dismissed it as another legend made up over shots of tequila. Rafael, Rafael Caro Quintero, one of the founders of the so-called Guadalajara cartel, was given a 40-year sentence for Kiki Camarena's murder, but, but, on August 9th, 2013, he was freed on a legal technicality after only serving 28 years. The now 62-year-old Caro Quintero, he would be 71 now, is still wanted by U.S. authorities, but has since disappeared. Before his death, the 37-year-old Kiki Camarena had broken a gigantic marijuana 
ring operating from a ranch called Rancho El Buffalo, where Mexican soldiers destroyed some 2,500 acres of cannabis in 1984. In retaliation, the drug cartel ordered Kiki's capture and murder. He was kidnapped at gunpoint in broad daylight in Guadalajara, blindfolded, taken to a ranch house outside Guadalajara where he was tortured over a three-day period. His skull, his jaw, his nose, and his cheekbones were crushed with a tire iron. As he lay dying, a cartel doctor was ordered to keep him alert by administering drugs. But new revelations suggest that Caro Quintero may have not been the only one responsible for the gruesome murder. Another figure has surfaced in the case, Felix Ismael Elgato Rodriguez, an exile from Cuba who participated in the disastrous Bay of Pigs invasion in 1961. Elgato has also been linked to the 1967 ambush of Che Guevara in Bolivia. Well, at least he did something right. Okay? I mean, you take out Che, you, you did something good. I'm just saying. But I digress. The CIA connection claims are now being brought to light by Phil Jordan, the former director of DEA's powerful El Paso Intelligence Center in El Paso, Texas, also by former DEA agent Hector Berries, and by Tosh Plumley, who maintained he was hired to fly covert missions on behalf of U.S. intelligence. The three men spoke to Fox News in exclusive interviews that were broadcast in October of 2013. Do you remember this? I must have missed it. Maybe I was on vacation. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, and this would have been on Fox News. This is 2013. This is before they had Fox Nation, where they do all the documentaries now. Anyway, these three men claimed that Mexican police and agents working for the CIA participated in Kiki Camarena's torture and murder. Phil Jordan, according to a transcript of the broadcast, said, I know, and from from what I have been told by a former head of the Mexican Federal Police, Comandante Guillermo Gonzalez Calderoni, the CIA was involved in the movement of drugs from South America to Mexico and to the U.S., Phil Jordan claimed in Kiki's interrogation room, I was told by Mexican authorities the CIA operatives were in there actually conducting the interrogation, actually taping Kiki. Berriez explained that Camarena was kidnapped and murdered, quote, because he came up with the idea that we needed to chase the money, not the drugs. Oh, yeah. Unquote, by the way. The former DEA agent again said, quote, we were seizing a huge amount of drugs. However, we were not really disrupting the cartels. So he came up with the idea that we should set up a task force and target their monies, unquote. Well, I guess no good no good deed goes unpunished, right? Plumley added that the CIA was also involved in helping run weapons and drugs from Caro Quintero's ranch to Central America at the time that the Reagan administration was helping to arm the Contra rebels in Nicaragua. After Camarena's body had been found about a month later in a rural area, DEA agents surrounded Quintero Caro at the Guadalajara airport, but according to former agent Berriez, Mexican drug officers pointed their guns and told 
the DEA agents to hand over the cartel leader. Plumlee claims that Caro Quintero was later flown to Costa Rica with the help of El Gato, A CIA spokesman told Fox News back in 2013 that, quote, it's ridiculous to suggest that the CIA had anything to do with the murder of a U.S. federal agent or the escape of his killer, unquote. In its own investigation in 2013, the Mexican news magazine Proceso delved even further by reporting that El Gato introduced a Honduran, Juan Mata, to the Guadalajara cartel, Juan Mata served as a middleman between Colombian traffickers and Caro Quintero, who was the head of all the heads in the Mexican cartel. Juan Mata, according to Mexican newspaper Proceso, was given the go-ahead by the CIA, or at least the U.S. intelligence agency turned a blind eye, to run cocaine and marijuana to Mexico for eventual distribution in the United States. In return, he would share the profits with the CIA which would use the money to finance the Contras down in Nicaragua. Kiki Camarena discovered this secret web of intelligence operatives mixed with drug traffickers. According to the three men interviewed by Proceso's Washington correspondent, Jesus Esquivel, Phil Jordan told the magazine, quote, The CIA ordered Kiki Camarena's abduction and torture, and when they killed him, they led us to believe that it was Caro Quintero as part of the cover-up of the illegal activities in Mexico. Unquote. In an interview, journalist Jesus Esquivel said the case, although largely forgotten, holds important relevance in the United States. The correspondent said, only a solid court investigation can clear all doubts, but there is little chance of that happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's nine years later. It's nine years later. Yeah, I think there's little chance of that happening. So um, the Kiki Camarena investigation has never been officially closed in the United States. The DEA still has Caro Quintero at the top of its most wanted list of international fugitives. Following his release from jail in 2013, the White House issued a statement saying it was extremely disappointed and the federal authorities would continue to search for him technically he cannot be retried for the Camarena case in Mexico, but in California he still faces charges for the former DEA agents kidnapping and murder, as well as drug and various organized crime violations, according to the DEA's website. At the same time, the U.S. Treasury Department has applied economic sanctions against Caro Quintero's businesses and families. In 1990, the DEA took justice into its own hands and his agents kidnapped a Mexican physician, Humberto Alvarez Machain, for allegedly helping keep Camarena alive while he was being tortured. According to Berriez, a doctor working for the cartel administered lidocaine into his heart to keep him alert and awake during the torture. After Dr. Humberto Alvarez Machain was taken across the border to face charges in El Paso, Texas. The Mexican government formally protested his detention. He was finally released in 1992 when a federal judge dropped the charges. So that is the article in the most well-respected newspaper in Madrid, Spain, the most well-respected newspaper in the whole country, El País, written by Juan Diego Quesada, entitled The CIA Helped Kill DEA Agent Enrique Kiki Camarena, Say Witnesses. Did you know those allegations were out there? If I did, I certainly forgot about it. Now, Pedro L. Gonzalez over on Twitter repeats a little bit of it. He says, Kiki Camarena was blindfolded and taken to a ranch house outside the city where he was tortured over a three-day period. His skull, jaw, nose, and cheekbones were 
crushed with a tire iron as he lay dying. A cartel doctor was ordered to keep him alert by administering drugs. Several witnesses claimed that Mexican police and agents working for the CIA participated in Camarena's torture and murder. And then Pedro L. Gonzalez says, Thank you for your service, General Michael Hayden. Wow, man. And then... Mr. Gonzalez says, I wrote about Kiki's torture and murder over at American Greatness, amgreatness.com, provoked by a former spook who actually asked, do you truly believe that a large organization of educated and diverse Americans are tyrants and support authoritarians? The short answer is yes. So I got to share that little article with you by Pedro Gonzalez entitled When the CIA Kills Americans, subtitled In Our Time, The Blood of Patriots Refreshes a Tree Not of Liberty But of Tyranny. From July 18th, 2021. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, I'm trying to get the truth out the best I possibly can to you. And I appreciate so much each of you that listen every day, whether you listen live to the live stream, whether you download the podcast off some podcast platform like Podbean or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Alexa, or if you just go to docwashburn.com and listen there, however you do it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you letting your friends know what we do here. And, of course, we really, really appreciate our sponsors, our advertisers. They are our friends. They are our lifeblood that keep us going. And here's one of them right here. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look at the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes... You probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right, thank you again to my good friends, my doctors, Dr. J.R. Crabtree and his wife, Dr. Tanya Crabtree, over at Arkansas Cervical Center, turnmypoweron.com. They have helped me so much. Helped my wife so much. Helped so many people so much. On a regular basis, when we go in there to see if we need to get our atlas adjusted, we run into people or we're introduced to people who are there because they heard me talking about them. And people tell me all the time, you know, I put this off for months, and I don't know why looking back. But I'm so thankful. I can't thank you enough because this has just revolutionized my health. 
I met a lady there one time. She's 49 years old. When she was a baby, she was in an automobile accident. She had a headache all her life. Didn't know what it was like not to have a headache. And her fiancé tried to talk her into going. She got Dr. Crabtree at Arkansas Cervical Center for months. And she kept on resisting. And she finally went. And the first time she got her atlas adjusted, for the first time in her life, the headache went away. Instantaneously. And she thought, well, I'm sure it'll come back. No. No. It didn't. Best kept secret in American health care. I pray, I hope and I pray that someday... God will open the door for me to do a nationally syndicated radio talk show so I can get the word out about the best-kept secret in American health care. That's it. TurnMyPowerOn.com Okay, speaking of... Um, speaking of that's it... Before we get back to the deep dive down the rabbit hole into the dark, perverted evil that the CIA has been involved in, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Wait, 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 wait. I turned down the wrong thing. Let's, let's start this over. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. All right, brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. Tweet of the day is from a guy named Mark Regan, R-E-G-A-N. And, you know, Daddy always said, brevity is the soul of wit. This is an eight-word tweet. The government and media are lying to you. That's it. That's tweet of the day. All right, thank you, Mitch Ward and RedRiverYourWay.com for sponsoring the tweet of the day. Appreciate that. All right, let's look at it. Pedro Gonzalez, July 18th, last year, American Greatness, article entitled, When the CIA Kills Americans. He said, there is an old saying, supposedly a Chinese curse. May you live in interesting interesting times. He says, one of the most interesting aspects of our time is the intelligence community donning the woke war bonnet as it's circum, pardon me, as it circumambulates the altar of social justice. No, I hate it when people use words I don't understand. Circumambulates. I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to look that up. Circum. Ambulates. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get a definition on that. Okay, as it walks all the way around something. Okay. We could just say that, couldn't we? One of the most interesting aspects of our time is the intelligence community donning the woke war bonnet as it walks all the way around the altar of social justice. In a spat with politically homeless journalist Glenn Greenwald, John Seifer, a veteran of the CIA's National Clandestine Service, posited that organizations committed to progress, as his agency claims to be, cannot by definition be the bad guys. Cypher asked Glenn Greenwald, what's wrong with you? Because Greenwald had the gall to criticize our modern-day Praetorian guards. Cypher said, do you truly believe that a large organization of educated and diverse Americans are tyrants and support authoritarians? Well, the short answer is yes, 
emphatically so. Not long ago, the agency allegedly strung up a diverse American named Enrique Kiki Camarena when his patriotism flew him too close to the sun. Now, I like the allusion there to Greek mythology, Icarus. Beware, Icarus. Don't fly too close to the sun. Kiki Camarena's name recently re-entered the popular psyche thanks to printed profiles, documentaries, and narco-dramas, but his origins are far less glamorous than Hollywood legend. He grew up poor in Mexico before immigrating with six siblings to California. Legally, I might add. Destitution followed them. His parents divorced. One brother died a Marine in Vietnam. The other had problems with the police and drugs. After his own stint with the Marine Corps, Kiki Camarena joined the police in Calexico, California, where he worked the seedy underbelly of Imperial County as a narc. Okay, Imperial County, I think... Isn't that... um, Isn't that way south California? I believe so. Imperial County. The least populous county in Southern California. County seat is El Centro. I'm going to just take a look at the map. Okay. So that is a county to the east of San Diego. It's between between San Diego County and Arizona out there in the desert. But I digress. After his own stint with the Marine Corps, Kiki Camarena joined the police in Calexico, California, where he worked to see the underbelly of Imperial County as a narc when the DEA opened its doors in 1973. Camarena was among the first wave of enlistments. By all accounts, he was a stellar, fearless agent for the DEA. When a post at a field office in Guadalajara, Mexico, opened just ahead of the Latin American drug trade's explosion, Camarena transferred to the City of Roses with his wife and three sons. He arrived there in 1980, just in time to witness the bloody birth of the modern cartel from the wild womb of Mexico. Camarena became a holy terror to narcos, creating informants, organizing drug raids, all while standing above the corruption so common in the trade. Investigative journalist Elaine Shannon wrote, Nobody else in the Guadalajara office could match Kiki's charisma with informants. He had a way of convincing a man to screw up his courage and venture where he never dreamed he would go. His piece de la resistance—pardon me—his piece de resistance was the destruction of a single marijuana plantation sprawled over 200 acres of Mexican desert. He was 37 years old. On February 7, 1985, as Kiki Camarena headed to meet his wife for lunch, five armed men surround him, crammed him into a car, and drove off in broad daylight. For all the trouble he gave them, narcos interrogated and tortured Camarena for two days. They crushed his skull, cracked his ribs, shattered his jaw, smashed his cheekbones and broke his nose. The doctor reportedly injected drugs into Camarena's heart to keep him conscious throughout the ordeal. They left his body wrapped in plastic outside the quiet little town of La Angostura, where it was discovered badly decomposed almost a month later, March 5, 1985. Until recently, blame for Camarena's death fell on the shoulders of narcos and corrupt Mexican authorities, including the Federal Security Directorate, the DFS, a Mexican intelligence agency set up in part by the CIA and modeled on the FBI. But the CIA likely played a more direct role in Kiki Camarena's death. 
his scorched earth tactics were inadvertently treading on the CIA's alleged funding mechanism for the Contra rebels down in Nicaragua. According to an investigation by the Mexican magazine Proceso, the CIA gave the Guadalajara cartel the green light to run drugs for distribution in the USA while the DEA was conducting anti-narcotics efforts south of the border. In exchange, the CIA would take a share of the profits to finance the Contras, drug money for a black budget to fund black operations. When Kiki's rampaging in Mexico struck a little too close to home for the CIA, Camarena became expendable. The agency reportedly participated in his interrogation and murder. Now, corroborating this narrative are Phil Jordan, former director of the DEA's El Paso Intelligence Center in Texas, former DEA, former DEA agent Hector, Berea, Hector Berea's and Tosh Plumley, a veteran who claims to have flown drugs and guns for the CIA. Reyes led a DEA investigation into Camarena's death. Now, a handful of Reyes's informants mentioned a conspicuously white man working with the Mexican DFS agency whom they believed knew something about the murder. Reyes's team found the man, Lawrence Harrison, hiding and afraid in the mountains of southern Mexico. He claimed to have worked as a CIA plant at the Autonomous University of Guadalajara, where he played the part of an English instructor identifying student militants that would invariably disappear. Lawrence Harrison told Barreyes that he had lost the nerve for espionage. At first, the DEA thought Harrison was crazy, but Jason McGon wrote in L.A. Weekly, but a crazy person doesn't have two identities, at least not two that are recognized by the federal government. And Lawrence Harrison had two identities. After his fingerprints revealed him to be Lawrence Harrison, he had Barreas run them under a different name, George Marshall Davis. I'm sorry, I had to let that sink in for a second. In 1990, an article in the Washington Post, Trial in Camarena Case Shows DEA Anger at CIA, mentions a witness. 45-year-old Lawrence Victor Harrison, an American who testified that he installed communications equipment, including electronic eavesdropping devices for both the DFS, the government intelligence agency in, in, in Mexico, remember, and the Guadalajara drug cartel in the early 1980s. George Marshall Davis turned out to be as real a person as Lawrence Victor Harrison. So reporter McGahn said that name also was a match. The man sitting in Boreas's office existed in the federal database under two separate but legal identities. Harrison claimed both governments had enabled the narcos and what Boreas heard deeply offended his sense of patriotism. Harrison told him, Hector, the CIA killed Camarena. Boreas concluded three days of polygraph testing, no deception indicated he was telling the blanking truth. Well, this is more than can be said for John Cipher, who thinks that just because the CIA has embraced the virtue of the dilator, sports a new website with Poindexter non-white models and showcases its cisgender millennial agents and recruitment propaganda, we ought to simply forget about the agency sins. There's another saying, though, this time not a Chinese saying, but a Jeffersonian saying, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. 
The interesting thing about our time is that the blood of patriots refreshes a tree not of liberty, but of tyranny. Whether their blood is spilled in Afghanistan or in the presence of CIA operatives in Guadalajara. Oh, my. That's Pedro Gonzalez, associate editor of Chronicles, a magazine of American culture and an adjunct adjunct fellow of the Center for American Greatness. Publishes the weekly Contra newsletter. And that's over to amgreatness.com, July 18th of last year. It's called When the CIA Kills Americans. So, um, so how do you like your boy, Michael Hayden, now? How you like your boy, Michael Hayden, now? I think he's disgusting myself. On the for reals, y'all. I think he's disgusting. Okay, it's almost 3 a.m. Eastern, almost 2 a.m. Central. And um, got to get up in the morning because... Um, I'm just so honored that I'm going to have an opportunity to interview one of the few people in Donald Trump's DOJ in the last days of his term who actually tried to help him save the country, save the election from being stolen. A gentleman named Jeffrey Clark, former assistant U.S. Attorney General. So, So we've got to get ready for that. So suffice it to say, you've been listening to episode 219 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers. But they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansur Sempier X. And that's the way it is, Thursday, August 18th, 2022.